The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 117. What attitude do you need to pursue a career in the digital sports media industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to interview a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the digital sports sector. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Adam White. Adam is the founder and CEO of Front Office Sports, where he specialises in the strategy with regards to their original online content on their website, which is distributed on social media, and as a result, on their social media channels, they get over 2 million digital impressions per month. So for that reason, I cannot express how excited I am with regards to speaking to Adam today, and for that reason, it's great to have him on the show. That's when today's episode, Adam will share his sports career journey and explain to you what attitude you need to pursue a career in the digital sports media industry. Adam, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Yeah, so I guess it all started when I uh, graduated high school. Um, I thought I was going to play you know, sports in college, and I ended up going to a school at the University of Miami where I thought I had a chance to play and did the whole walk-on thing uh, on the baseball side of things, and it didn't work out. And, you know, it was one of the reasons why I went to the university. It was because they had a sports management program, and at the time when I came out of school, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Uh, School being high school, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. Uh, neither of my parents were in like a accounting or, you know, they weren't an accountant, they weren't a lawyer, they weren't a doctor. So it's not like I had watched them do that and follow that path. And so I was just like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And sports kind of was like, oh, sports, I, I know that, you know, I've played that, I can do that. And so I went to UM and ended up doing their uh, sports management program. And through that, it was when I started uh, doing front office sports and then I uh, you know, got to this point now where I'm running it full time and some more exciting stuff to come with in the next few months. Before we talk about the work you're doing now, out of interest, how has that sports degree helped you looking back now? Yeah, it's, uh, it was good. It gave me a, a decent foundation. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I, I, would, I would say that the, the average sports degree is just going to give you a good foundation and that you're going to, if you want to be able to actually make an impact or, or do something in the industry um, and maybe start somewhere other than a, a very, very entry-level role. you got to go out and, and really find some physical manifestations of whatever job it is that you want to do. So if you want to work in marketing, you need to be doing that. If you want to you know, work in ticket sales, you need to be helping on the sales side of things. That's just the same stuff everyone always says, but 
most of the sports industry, it's not rocket science. We're not Elon Musk. You know, we're selling a passion project or a passion point to people and, um, you know, even to brands and, and partners too. So the, the big thing is, is just you, you have to do it and you have to get the repetition in. And once you start doing it, it's, uh, it's not that hard. Absolutely. Just looking at the sports industry from a bigger picture now, how have you seen the sports industry develop from the last 10 years from your experience? 10 years? Well, I'm only 23. So uh, 10 years would have been when I was 13. And I don't think I was really paying attention uh, of it. But at least in the last few years, I'll I'll give you that. Um, You know, at least in the last few years, I've seen a lot more of a a shift to leaning on uh, technological solutions to um, to power whatever it may be. So fan engagement, um, digital media, you know, obviously a very large rise in that just in the last 10 years, if you want to say overall scheme of things. Um, so that's been a big shift and a big fundamental shift, not only because of the fact that I can watch highlights on Instagram and Twitter now, uh, but you know, it's, I, that's replaced a lot of the, the um, the watch time of commercials right like with social media if you're watching a sports event you go on twitter as soon as it goes to commercial you're going on instagram as soon as it goes commercial you're not paying attention to commercials uh so that shifted a lot of the opportunities for brands um while there's still a great opportunity for the ones on the linear side of broadcast there's also a, a a massive opportunity to get involved and and find a way to leverage social around these teams uh and do it well I think that's something that these teams are starting to grow into. Um, you know, teams and leagues as a whole, I don't think have been the best at that over the last five years. But I think they're really starting to find their their strides in terms of paid social and how to integrate brands and and do it at a, at a much more of a efficient level. Um, so I think those have been like really the fundamental changes is just the impact that technology has had, and then the impact that. Um, impact that social and digital media has had and then just you know the sheer overall impact and this is more from a consumer side of things is that the way consumers now want to experience live sporting events is, has shifted right it's, it's not about just going and cheering on your team it's about going and hanging out with your buddies hanging out with your friends taking an instagram picture in front of something that's you know instagram worthy or as they call it instagrammable Um, you know, so it's just these types of things that have then led to a shift in how stadiums are developed or stadiums are renovated. Perfect example, the Atlanta Hawks are just finishing a $190 million renovation at the state farm arena. And the biggest, one of the biggest aspects that they have touted is that they have these new social spaces. And if you look at any type of renovation over the past two years, even especially the past year, everything is going to be focused around, social spaces you look at the tampa bay buccaneers they built a uh, instagrammable beach basically right outside of their their stadium called bucks beach Um, and even i did a piece on that and i talked to one of their chief brand officers and he had mentioned that when they were putting all this together instagram was a huge impact and a huge driver into how they shaped things and how it made it look Uh, so that goes back to the social side of things and then just true the experiential side of things, um, us millennials, me being 23, um, we crave some type of tangible, some type of physical experience more so than I would say others in the past. 
And because of that, people have had to shift. You see the Oakland A's building at the what they have, the tree house at their stadium. Um, you know, there's a, a plenty of other options and plenty of other uh, examples just in the States of something like that. So I think that's been a big shift. Um, Esports, I guess you can tell you, have been a big shift too and will be a big shift and continue to be a big shift. But it's again, it's more additive than really, I would say, something that's something that's going to take away from traditional sports i think it's just going to add to sports and then you get into the sports betting side of things and especially in the states the potential of widespread legalization of that and what that means from a whole and what that means for the rights holders and what that means for the properties and the teams and the leagues across the board Um, you know there's some just fundamental areas where things are going to change over the course of the next three to five years if say you know, widespread uh, legalized sports gambling happens. And, you know, if esports continues to grow and whatever may happen with social and digital. So it's just, it's something that, you know, is going to continue to evolve, but that's like any industry, right? I mean, that's just like any human, that's like anything in life, everything evolves. Um, so it's just, it's just going to depend on the league side, how fast they're going to evolve. NBA has been able to stay ahead of the curve, be on top of everything. You know, some others like, Potentially, Major League Baseball and the NFL, especially on the social social side, you know, we're a little bit behind the curve, but are catching up now. So it really just kind of depends on um, how it's all going to shake out and how the teams and the leagues are going to drive whatever the innovation may be across um, those different areas. I have to say, and that is a fantastic res- response, and I have to say I couldn't agree more. I think it's really exciting with regards to the sports industry. And what you're talking about really relates to today's podcast topic. What attitude do you need to pursue a career in the digital sports media industry? I, I think the biggest thing, at least now, is that you have to be able to, um, I don't know if it's an attitude, but you just have to be able to realize that there's other views and there's other pieces of inspiration outside of sports. I think the, the, the biggest problem with the sports industry, and many people can probably relate to this, is that sometimes it gets just incestuous, whether it's the same person, the same people talking to the same people about the same things over and over and over again. And um, that has, like, I wouldn't say is not spurned innovation, but has definitely slowed down some of it. So, you know, I, big, I think the biggest thing, if, if, you want to work in digital sports or if you're working in digital sports is continue to look to see what like the world's biggest brands are doing. You know, I, I understand sports is sexy and sports is great and all this stuff, but when you look at it and you compare sports to say like another industry and you look at the valuation of sports teams versus the valuation of, you know, another, uh, another industry, right? The, the most valuable sports team is, the Dallas Cowboys, and that's they're they're valued at five billion dollars, right? Not saying that there's a direct comparison, but you have startups in Silicon Valley like do electric scooters, right? For example, that are worth a billion dollars in less than a year. And I understand this, you know, it with comes with an injection of VC capital and all these other things that the sports industry um, is not, you know, privy to and will not have happen. But it's just. There's a lot, a lot of inspiration and too many people get caught up in just trying to like think about, oh, what's my other sports person doing? And it becomes almost a copycat industry. 
uh, in terms of, okay, someone rolls out an interesting new ticketing solution. Instead of me trying to figure out what's best for my brand and my market, I'm just going to go and say, okay, it's working for them. I think we can try this here. And I think that's, you know, that's another problem. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, the attitude is easy. You have to be able to be open, um, to whatever is going on and being able to be able to solve, solve the, solve problems, not even solve problems, but it's creating solutions, right? I, I don't really like the, fa- I'm not really a big fan of solving problems. I mean, yes, I, I, I think it's, it has a merit, but I like to spin it and say you're creating solutions, right? You're, you're not just solving a problem, but you're creating a solution that's going to hopefully make sure that this problem either A, never happens again, or if it does, um, it's not, you know, a, a big problem. So what inspired you to start your own company? <sighs> well, you know, it was never supposed to be a company, so it kind of just happens to be something like that. Uh, it just kind of happened to grow into itself. It, so I wouldn't say, so, you know, from the onset, there was no inspiration for it to be a company, right? So I never had, like, I was never like, oh, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this and I'm going to build this and it's going to turn into this and left, right, and center. Uh, it was more so just something that had evolved out of, and that was doing the informational interviews with people who are working in the sports industry. And, uh, you know, very similar to kind of something like this, instead of me doing a podcast, because podcasting wasn't like a big thing then, I started just writing. And so I would did 110 informational interviews the first year, wrote them all, uh, put them on the site, and hope f- to get them, um, you know, some traction. And, and lo and behold, after a year, more pe- people wanted us to cover more things. And then, you know, people wanted us to cover more things and more things and more things. And here we are four and a half years later, um, which is kind of funny to see because, you know, we've been around for four and a half years, but the company has really only been like, I would say a real company for less than a year. I only went full time in May of 2018 uh, after I had graduated school and, you know, got to the point where we had enough partners to get us to the next spot. And so, yeah, it's only been, I would say it's been about a year, like 2018 was our year one. Um, and then, uh, 2019 will really be the, the time where we kind of grow some legs and, and go from there. Just rewinding, could you just explain that breakthrough moment when you went, right, I'm going to commit 100% to this from a career perspective? Yeah, so I was so I graduated in May of 2017. Um, at the time, I was still just going to use it as a side hobby. We had made a, you know, we had made a few bucks, but it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't something that was going to be um, big time, but we're like, ah, okay, I'll just do it on the side. And while I work and, and cash a paycheck and pay off student loans and do all these other things that at the time when you graduate, you're thinking about, you're like, oh yeah, I need to do this. And so I went, um, I was interviewing and it's funny that I had started interviewing with this, this company in April of 2017. And I interviewed with them, uh, through almost 12 different rounds of interviews and uh, all the way into August really of 2017 and for some reason I didn't I didn't get the job and at the time very similar to what I had done going out of coming out of high school is that I had never really had a backup plan and so because of that I was um, I was pretty you know left for well what the heck do I do and so I said I have this site and I had been a server and a manager at a restaurant before. So it was like, well, I'll just go work at a restaurant at night. And luckily, um, you know, midway through 
the beginning part of 2018 or the ending part of 2017, excuse me. And I would believe I want to say October, I was able to get a full-time role or with the university that I graduated from as like a TA. So I did that during the day. I was a TA during the day. I worked at the restaurant two or three nights a week, uh, both days on the weekend all day. So I was doing four nights a week, four days a week at the restaurant. I was working on at full time at the school. And then every other waking moment I had, I was working on the site. Uh, And so we got to the point where I had worked all the way through and we got to May and we were able to make enough money um, to really get me to be full time and full time, meaning just I pay my bills and that's it. There's no wiggle room. But uh, and so I was just like, all right, let's do it and see what happens. And Look, it's been good so far, and like I mentioned, we have some exciting things that are coming up in the next two months that I think are going to really set us up for what would be a exciting 2019 and hopefully uh, one that sees us take a few more steps forward. Would you mind explaining to listeners what Front Office Sport is all about? Yeah, so it's a, it's a B2B publication at the intersection of sports and business. Uh, we cover trends, we cover topics, we cover... Uh, information that people who work in the sports industry, people who work with the brands who touch the sports industry, people who are looking to work in the sports industry, uh, all read, right? So a story we wrote today was about how the Minnesota, or excuse me, how the Philadelphia Union struck a collaborative partnership with Kicks USA to be the official um, shoe customization service of the, you know, of the team. And so we'll break down what that looks like, why they did it, how it came about. And our big thing is, is innovation through collaboration. So how can our content, how can our video content, how can our newsletter, everything like that, push the industry forward, have people um, you know, push to be more innovative and push them to think outside the box and, and think differently and read different stuff and get exposed to things that they may not have been exposed to through, you know, legacy or traditional publishers. And yeah, I mean, that's it. We've had a pretty good run so far. And I think it's, I think it's really just beginning. You've just highlighted one point I wanted to mention on the show, because I think it's fantastic. It's a brilliant resource and that's your newsletter. Could you explain to listeners a little bit more detail what content you produce on there? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just um, a daily overview of kind of what's going on in the industry. We like to take, um, I would say, a more entertaining uh, perspective. The whole goal is, you know, from well, the moment you get it, whenever that may be, till five or ten minutes after you're done use, using it or reading it, uh, you're able to kind of have a general idea of what's going on. You'll have had some cool stuff to talk about with your coworkers, and there'll be some pieces in there that you can really take some things away from, as well as our content that we'll post in there people have enjoyed it out of interest what have you been up to recently recently we've had some we've been working on some things for 2019 uh we have the uh webinars that we've had you know been a real good success for us so far um so we've been looking forward to that and continuing to do those getting ready for our rising 25 the third year of that the first two years have been really really well received and i think we'll probably have close to 300 applicants for the for the third year. So I'm, I'm really excited about that and getting to honor the people who are grinding day in and day out to, to make a difference in the industry. Uh, so yeah, we'll have that. And then just working on the strategic plan for 2019 and making sure we're in a, a really good spot to capitalize on some of the momentum that we do have. 
Adam, that is fantastic. As I said, I, I really do like the work you're doing. Just on a personal note, Adam, what have you enjoyed the most from your career journey so far, looking back? I think just the, 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 the sheer growth that I've been able to experience, right? I'm 23, uh, but the people that I've been able to talk to, the things I've been able to learn, the places I've been able to go, uh, just because of the day in and day out, um, the day in and day out repetitiveness of, of what we've been able to do and not repetitiveness in terms of like everything is the same, but just pure consistency. Right. Like, um, the fact that we were able to, the fact that we've been publishing a newsletter daily, the fact that we've been having original content daily, um, you know, has opened up the doors for a lot of different things. Like perfect example, this past week I was in Los Angeles and we were doing some stuff and helping a conference out with their digital content production. And, you know, I'm sitting down with, the lady who's the chief marketing officer of, of Kobe Inc. Right. And that's something that, you know, most 23 year olds, A, are not going to get in the same room and B, have the chance to sit down and spend 20 minutes just speaking with her uh, on a one on one uh, basis. So, you know, it's that was that's the kind of stuff that's been really exciting and I think has just allowed me to open up what would be my eyes to this stuff and I think regardless of if we're successful or not put me in a, a good position to take a role somewhere inside the industry that is probably you know two or three steps above where I would have been if I was just someone just working in the industry right out of school um so yeah Adam I'm not gonna lie my man you have blown me away with regards to age. I thought you were like mid-30s, but literally um, yeah. blown away. And I feel like this is a great time to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry? If you're going to decide to start your own business, make sure you have a good lawyer and a good person to handle the finances. Uh, because that stuff, if you don't set it up from the beginning, is going to come back to bite you as we're finding out now. And not in a bad way, it's just... You know, when you don't expect to start out as a business and you don't put the, the right things in place, you have to catch up. Uh, so definitely do that. I mean, look, the, everyone says the sports industry is hard to break into. It's hard to get into. I mean, I'm not really I don't I don't believe that, you know, just because of the fact that everything if, if there's something you really want to do, it's not it's not that hard. You just got to go out and do it right. Three internships and three times you, you volunteer with someone as long as you're do your job well and are, are credible and are someone that can be trusted and someone that can execute, you'll get a job eventually, right? Like, you know, like I mentioned before, it's not rocket science. So there's no need to, to be, um, you know, worried about, Oh, it's, I'm never going to get a job. It's so hard to break into sports. Nah, it's not. Just make sure you do it the right way and meet the right people. And then, you know, cons consistently push and challenge, challenge, ask questions, you know, if people say that they're going to do this, you know, make sure they do it. If they don't, follow up with them, uh, you know, and just continue to push and push and push and push. Uh, because the thing is, is that the people who push are usually the people that eventually will have something break through. And once that breaks through, it's uh, usually a positive thing. Adam, that is great. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you online? Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at uh, FOSAdam. And LinkedIn, just Adam White. And yeah, that's usually my number one and number two for the business side of things. Um, the website and the Twitter handle for the, the business is at front office sports. So at 
F-R-N-T-O-F-F-I-C-E-S-P-O-R-T dot com. And at, you know, that, so frontofficesport.com is the dot com as well. And then the handle is at F-R-N-T-O-F-F-I-C-E-S-P-O-R-T. And that's for both Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn is just Front Office Sports. We're not very active on Facebook, but if you want to go there, it's Front Office Sports as well. That is great. To all the listeners are listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Adam, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Yes, man. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for everything. What a fantastic podcast chat from Adam. And I really, really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. To be brutally honest, I'm still shocked with regards to Adam's age and what he's achieved. And I hope this podcast chat inspires you because after our chat, I said to him, This is what the industry is missing with regards to having role models to look up to. So look, if you are studying sport and you want to work in the sports industry, please really take on board Adam's journey because anything's possible and it really came through with regards to his desire in what he's doing now. He even said it, you know, front office sports was never like a business model at the start. It was just more really applying what he was learning, learning from people from the sports industry and putting it onto a website where he can, one, discover the information for himself, but also share it to the world. And that is what I'm trying to share with you in this ending of this podcast chat is that you've got to really put yourself out there to really get the most out of your time. That is the biggest learning lesson I've learned from Adam is he hasn't wasted his time. He may have made many mistakes. I certainly have throughout this podcast journey, but hopefully he would agree with me that if you use your time to the most effectiveness to your ability, because you can't do everything in one day, but if you keep grinding in what you want to do, it's going to serve you well, especially when you're adding value to the sports industry, because I said Many times on this podcast show, when you add value to the sports industry, people take notice. So look, without a doubt, check up Adam. I recommend you following him because very recently he has just been awarded on Forbes with regards to the under 30 awards, with regards to an influencer in the sports industry. And that is a big thing. And age is really irrelevant. It's what he's achieved at the age of what he has done and where all that hard hours is really paying off. So look, I highly recommend you checking out what Adam does and also what Front Office Sports does because without a doubt, they're going to be that needle moving the sports industry forward. But overall, I really do hope you have taken what Adam said from this podcast chat from a sports career perspective and really apply it to your sports career journey today. And good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Adam said, working in sports isn't rocket science, but the people who push and where they want to go generally are the people who get their breakthrough moment. And when they get that breakthrough moment, it leads to positive things. 